Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage with an affordable price tag? Farm Bureau Health Plans can coach you through it. They've been protecting Tennesseans for 75 years. Welcome to the Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast. I am Amy Wells. Coach Mac, of course, is here. Mac, how are you? Doing great. Yeah? Doing great. Yeah, I, I, I love doing this. Uh, I'm glad we're getting ready to do another one. I'll tell you what, we are rolling through our names you need to know in the NFL series. It's not a very catchy name, but it is an informative name, and I think this has been an informative series. I hope that everybody is enjoying it. We are definitely enjoying bringing it to you. And at the very beginning, I said that there would be some names you would not know or be super familiar with. And there would be some names that you would know and you would be familiar with. And this is one that I think people will have heard of this person before. Because, well, I'm just not going to beat around the bush. It's Chris Mortensen. And my, my little blurb on him is pretty short because he is a name and a face that is trusted by NFL personnel, coaches, players, and fans. Everybody knows Chris Mortensen primarily for what he has done with ESPN in his time there, but he is just a guy that is so trusted throughout the league when it comes to being a source of information. Mac, when it comes to reporters, is there really anyone in the league who is more trusted than Chris Mortensen? Well, he was the pioneer you know, in all of this. You know, all of these guys now that are the, you know, that that are the the breaking the hot news and the, you know, at the at the top of the list. You know, the Adam Schefters and and those types of people. And Mort was the original. And uh, you know, you knew as a you knew as a coach in the National Football League, uh, you knew as an executive in the National Football League, if Chris Mortensen called you. And, and, and wanted to talk, or if you were talking with Chris Mortensen, first of all, you knew that everything was going to be confidential uh, if you wanted it to be. He was a pioneer of all of this. The Mort Report was something everybody always always looked forward to. But Chris Mortensen has been a, a very trusted confidant and a very accurate reporter for all of his career. And, even, and, and now to this day, I mean, he is the dean, and, and, and he's got, as you said, trust is a great word that you use because that's everybody trusted Chris. And, and Mort is, you know, as I, when I first got into the league, you know, when I was a very young coach, you know, when I got into the league with the Bears, I mean, you know, immediately you knew who Chris Mortensen was, and then he was, he was always available. And, and he, not only was he always available, he was always very, very, you know, uh, aware of what was going on with everybody's club he was also very aware of sensitive subjects he was also very aware of things that the the fans wanted to know and needed to know and then also he was very aware of some things that didn't quite need to be disclosed until it was time to disclose them and so Mort uh, again is a very very good friend of mine uh I've trusted Mort and known Mort for a long time. I was so happy that that we were able to talk with him, you know, during the during the combine time because I mean that used to be his ground. That was that was that was his ground, you know, the the combine was. And so yeah, Chris Mortensen, all of these guys now that have jobs and there's a million of them now, you know, that that always that have these blogs that that have these podcasts that are that are able to put themselves out there as as hot take 
guys. Well, Chris Mortensen was never a hot take guy, but they all owe the beginning of this profession to Chris Mortensen and the, and the way he was. And Paul Zimmerman at Sports Illustrated was another one, Dr. Z. You know, these guys are the guys that were the foundation of, uh, of what this whole industry has evolved into. But Mort is a, is a very, very special person, and I'm just glad we got to be able to talk to him. Mac, as a head coach or any really coach in the National Football League, how valuable is it to have relationships with reporters and people who have a pulse on the league as a whole, but also have that discretion that you require? Well, you hit it. You hit it exactly right on the head. That's what you want. You, you want somebody that's in the know. Because, look, as, as a coach in the National Football League, you're, you're con- concentrated on what – is going on in your world. But everybody's world in the National Football League is interconnected. Everybody's interconnected. That's just the way it is. You know, it, it's a large enterprise, but it's a small group of people. And so you don't have time to be cognizant of what's going on with every other club that may be pertained to what you are doing, whether it's personnel-wise, you know, whether it's, it's something that's going on that, that, that is going to change the fiber and the fabric of the league. I mean, he always, always had the respect of ownership. And so a guy like this was, was valuable. And, and again, as he, he didn't just cozy up to everybody. He wasn't like that. I mean, you know, he, you know, Mort was not, you know, some of these people in this league that do this now are pollinators. I mean, they just jump from person to person to person, getting any type of information they can and then put it out there like it's theirs. He was never like that. He was really, first of all, he, he loved the National Football League, still does. But he, he was someone that you could intimately trust with, with what was going on. And if he, if he told you something in confidence, you know, he expected you to keep it in confidence. And if you ever broke that trust, well, then you just weren't involved anymore. You know, and so he's, he was a guy that uh, you knew when he called you, ask your opinion, or when he called and, and said, are you aware of this? Or when he called and asked you about something that was going on within your, within your team, well, then you knew that there was a reason for it. He didn't just do it to get a hot take and to put the Mort report out there, you know, with a hot take. He did it to genuinely uh, break break news that was really important to the National Football League. He never was a guy that just broke news just to break news. When you talk about the scope of your world as an NFL coach, does that expand to all 32 teams? Like, as a coach, do you care what's going on across the league, or do you kind of stick within your division or kind of the teams that are on your schedule from year to year? How wide is your universe from season to season? You care what's going on everywhere. Really? You absolutely do. You have to because everything's connected. It's just like the draft. You know, say you're only going to be able to draft eight or nine or ten players. Well, you're zeroed in on those when you pick them, and then you're zeroed in on those when you're developing them. But you have to know what everybody else is doing too because you may you've only picked – eight, nine, or ten players, but there's been 275 players picked. They're going to be in the league, so you have to be aware of everybody, of everything. And as I said, that goes back to what I was saying. This is a major, major business. But the circle of people within the business, when you start thinking about it, for the job that you do, for the job that Ashley does, for the job that I do here now, for the job that I did as a head coach, there's only one of 32. That's it. That's not very many humans. There's more humans than that in the world. And so, there are, yeah. yeah. And so that's a, it's a very small circle in a very big enterprise. For someone like Chris Mortensen, 
reporters are, you know, reporters. They report on what's going on. But he's also been able to impact the league in some ways because of his longevity, because of how well he is trusted throughout the league. What are some of the ways that we see maybe the fingerprints of Chris Mortensen throughout what we see now in the modern football era? Well, I mean, there there didn't used to be as many as many NFL shows that are primetime shows on on all the different networks when Chris Mortensen started. When they right. when they started, it was the Mort Report. Yeah, that's what everybody went. That's why you had ESPN. That's why you went to ESPN to find that. So all of this, all of these things came from the genesis of Chris Mortensen and his his ability to be able to you know to go from club to club to club to club to talk to people to be able and then to be able to report it in a professional manner, but also in a manner that People were interested. You know, people were, were being able to get a little bit of a peek behind the curtain sometimes and some of, of what's going on because, you know, the, the, the curiosity of what goes on 12 months out of the year in the National Football League is immense. It's, it's great, you know, and as I, I've been in this league over half my adult life. I know what it's like, and it, it's, it's extremely important that the people that are putting that information out are legitimately putting out trustworthy and relevant and truthful information. What's happened now is, as many people as you have, you have to be able to sift through all of the ones that may be not quite as reliable or not quite as truthful. With Mort, you never had to worry. So here is our conversation with Chris Mortensen. Coach Mac, this next guest is a a personal favorite of mine. I am so excited to have him on our show. Chris Mortensen from ESPN is here with us today. Mort, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us. We are excited to talk about you and your career and some of the big stories that you've been able to cover throughout your time at ESPN and especially with the National Football League. I mean, you are an institution when you talk about sports. When people think of the National Football League, Chris Mortensen is one of the names that they think about, not only in the media world, but in association with the Shield itself. What does it mean to you that that is the legacy that you have been able to create? It means I'm old. Or <laughs> <laughs> like institution. It is, to me, it's, it means you're ancient, you're old. And I have covered the league for a good bit. and. Uh, it's certainly uh, been an honor covering the league because it's and, and Coach Mack, I can speak directly to him in, in this matter, and you would understand it too, Amy. Which is, it's about relationships. We're, we're covering a great game, but along the path, you build relationships. Yes, I'm in the in the news business, or they, then they change that to insider. But, you know, basically, you're a reporter and you're an analyst. You, kind of have two hats but you got to be careful about you know not blurring one with the other depending on the story but it's been it's been fun and uh you know if, if, when you start asking about stories that i've covered that i remember i don't remember that many <laughs> but because every year just it just moves so fast it moves so fast right you know more amy's right i mean you are you are an icon in this business and the fact that you really never have i mean when when i first came into the league in 1986 you know i was the youngest coach on mike ditka's staff of course was fortunate enough to come in with a great football team but the thing that i always appreciated about you and then when our friendship started to form is that you treated everybody whether it was a mike ditka or whether it was a david mcginnis in his first even crack at the national football league you always treated 
treated everybody, coaches, with such respect. And I think that's why the coaches trusted you. And you were really one of the first newsbreakers in this league. And I think with that comes a lot of trust. What are some of the things that you could you could impart to a younger person now entering it? And it's a different world. But just what you said, I love what you said about relationships because that's what it is all about. How did you learn that, Mort? Well, you know what? I had an advantage in, in that manner in that, I, listen, I, when I started in this business, I was a newspaper man out in Los Angeles at my hometown newspaper, and it was called the Daily Breeze. Now, think about that. Yes, that means we were near the ocean, but it was uh, also near my hometown of Torrance, California. And so I think when you cover high school football, I did for four and a half years and junior college football, you kind of forced to build relationships because back then nobody was handing you anything. And as you know, there were no cell phones and social media and, and uh, texting. You had to do your own work. You had to build your relationships. Yes. On hard line phone and a lot of it in person, you had to trudge the sidelines on a Friday night to get to see people eye to eye, face to face. But the other thing is that I didn't actually covered major league baseball for 10 years before I crossed over to football. So Amy, do you understand how old I am? <laughs> and what I'm saying is the advantage I had in doing that, even though I had covered high school football and junior college football and played a little high school football, when you take the leap, I asked at the end of 10 years covering Major League Baseball when I got married and my wife was pregnant with our first child, I said, I got to figure out what what my life is going to be about. You know, I got to find out what fatherhood and, and being a husband is going to be about. So I actually went to our sports editor. I was then at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and said, would you let me cover the Falcons this year? That was 1985 and get off baseball so, so I can figure this thing out. And and he was Van McKenzie. He's, he's since passed away, but he allowed me to do that. And the advantage I had, Amy and Coach Mack, that covering the Falcons, and Dan Henning was the coach then, I knew I didn't know much. So I would actually literally go to training camp. I mean, I lived in Atlanta, but I went out there and, and you know, stayed at what we called the Falcon Inn and uh, in, <laughs> in, in a piece of land that, you know, now has got all kinds of houses on it, but nothing else is going on. And I asked Dan, and now Dan had come off Joe Gibbs' staff, Coach Mack. Yeah, sure. So I, I asked Dan. I said, Dan, I said, I don't know anything. I, you know, if, if there's a sack, I mean, am, am I going to just sit there and say you, it's 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 on the offensive line? Is it, It's just a bad, you know, whatever. It's And he says, he says, if you're willing to come here late at night, every night on training camp, by the way, he says, I'll, either myself or one of my assistant coaches will spend a half hour or 60 minutes with you and take you to the base, basics. So there, what am I accomplishing? I'm accomplishing relationships. And then I'm also accomplishing learning the fundamentals and basics of a game, knowing that I'm limited and I will always be limited because of all the sports I have covered. The one that is most complicated from, you know, from a reporter standpoint to catch up and, and, and kind of like learn is pro football. And what it did for me was allow me to, I would hope to write at that time, just write a better game story. Just do well when I'm talking to young journalists now. I always tell them, do the little things each day. Do the little things. Serve your readers. It doesn't matter how many you have. It could be one. It could be two million. Imagine that it's just one. It's an audience of one that is still your most important audience. And go ahead and what this day was all about. Stories build like that. 
you go on looking for big things, you won't find them or you'll mess them up. Do the little things right each day. That's kind of what I did. And in that process, you build your relationships. Mort, that story makes me so happy because that's what Coach Mack did for me when he started with the Tennessee Titans as our color analyst. I said, hey, I don't know much about this sport. I've never played it before. Can you teach me? And Mac agreed to sit down with me every day and make me run the cowboy and watch tape with me and actually taught me football, real live X's and O's football that, I mean, as a woman, I never would have had the chance to understand. Nobody would if they hadn't actually played the game. So it brings me joy that you had someone in your life who did that same thing. Yes, and there's great advantage to it, as I mentioned, and that, and that even then you just learn that what a it's it's a it's a great game. Now back the game has changed, and Coach Mack knows this. I was talking to uh, my good friend, probably my best friend, Tom Jackson, earlier today, and Tom played four years for the Denver Broncos. Of course, he was you know, 30 years with ESPN and he's a special person in my life. And we were talking and we were talking about a couple of his former teammates, like Randy Gratishar, a linebacker who should be in the hall of fame, yes. but is not. And we were talking about, to be honest with you, head injuries. And we were talking how football back, as you know, we used to have two a days in training camps. You know, every practice was basically contact. And I can remember standing on the sidelines of my first Falcons practice and Gerald Riggs ran past me on the sideline, and then somebody came over, and I wouldn't say, I think he put his head down and ran, ran over a safety. And I remember thinking, my goodness, if people who were up in the stands or at home watching television understood the speed and physicality of these football players, they would be frightened, but they would also be, have a great respect for what these guys do play after play, day after day, week after week. So you gain a respect for, for the game that, that's being played and the game that's being coached. Because as a coach, you know, what? Players players want to be coached for the most part, Coach Mack. Am I wrong? Sure, no. You're, you know, everything that you are saying is just striking such a chord with me. And keep going, Mort. But you're 100% right. They, they What players want is to be coached. And, I mean, when I first got to the Bears, Mike Singletary, first ballot Hall of Famer, you know, I asked him, I sat down with him, Mort, and I called him. I said, we need to go to dinner because I need to know what I need to do to earn you guys respect. I was the youngest coach on the staff. We only had eight coaches. I was dropped yeah. into a room with Singletary, Otis Wilson, Wilbur Marshall, Al My Harris, goodness. yeah, Ron Rivera. I said, what do I have to do? And he said, Coach, three things when we were at dinner. Always tell us the truth. Always mm-hmm. tell us the truth. Number two, if you don't know, just say you don't know. And he said, we'll figure it out together. And number three is, he said, let us know from our hearts, just not from your mouth, that you care for us as much as people as you do that number on our back. And he said, if you'll do that, we will get along fine. Well, that was some great bullet points for me because 36 years later, here I still am. And I think that's what you're talking about, too. You have to make yourself, it's not vulnerable. You just have to be true. You just have to be honest. And that's one thing, uh, Amy, I'm going to embarrass Coach Mack here. Please. That's one thing I've always appreciated about him was his honesty. And to be honest with you, from a reporting standpoint, 
He, I may have told the story. Have you told the story of the Chicago Bears and your head coach? Opportunity? Well, well, I was head coach for six hours and didn't know it for three, Mort. And you know, <laughs> well, you and I've been through it pretty deep. So go ahead with your part. But uh, yes, I've told it because it, it's something that. Uh, and and you were one of the guys that that contacted me and 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 said, you know what, Coach Mack, I really uh, I really appreciate. And, and, and I, I recognize your integrity in this, and I want you to know that I stand behind you on this. Go ahead. Well, it was just really, it was a case of where, you know, Coach Mack was the, the leading candidate to be the Bears coach. And in fact, they were going to, basically, they, were, they hired him, or they thought they hired him <laughs> until, until Coach Mack arrived. And I think with your agent, I can't remember who it was, but all of a sudden it was like, oh, you know, we'll have a press conference shortly, but you come on here and sign your contract. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We haven't even talked about my contract. Uh, if, I, if, I'm, if I recollect properly. No, you're recollecting, right? And, and as I said, and I will, you know, because I've told these guys this story before, but for me to do that and then to, to get the affirmation from someone like you in the league that called and said, because look, and I, and I, I said, I, I can't compromise my honesty, my integrity, and my dignity just to take a job, and especially in Chicago, you know, because, you know, they were hiring me because, you know, I was an up-and-coming, good young coach. I was one of Ditka's guys, but the yep. way, I mean, it, and it, it, I would never have any chance to last in Chicago, but when, when I got affirmation from the type of people as yourself – in the in the were the top of the sports world in the media that said, Coach Mack, you not only did the right thing, we admire you for doing this thing, and I got it from the league office too. That meant the world to me. But it look, if I'd have just rolled over and taken that thing, I wouldn't have lasted a year. Well, and and, and our job in the media is not necessarily to advise you. I mean, I think that as you build a relationship and you're in the casual moments to sit there and say, man, really respect you and. You know, it's just my opinion. You did the right thing. And I know this much. Maybe, who knows, maybe you would have gotten the chance, but it gave you an opportunity to become the head coach for one Pat Tillman, which you will always remember as maybe one of the greatest honors of your life. So doing things the right way can lead to something unforeseen in your future. It leads to something that is truly treasured. Now, listen, we have the same things in our business. We do things, decisions. On careers and when to open the door, when the door is open, when not to walk through. But, you know, it's just, it's, and I mentioned earlier, there's just, people have asked me, honestly, like, what were the big stories that you've done along the path? I don't sit down and make a list of the big stories I've done. I'm just doing my job on a daily basis. And I can, I will say this, I know a lot more than I've ever told. That's <laughs> that's so great. That's so great, and that's why I value our friendship so much. Is because we can sit, we can sit and and talk. But the thing about it is, Mort, and 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 I can say this, and I think you will agree. I I am the same way. I know much more than I talk about. But that's the reason people trust us because we don't talk, you know, unless it's a it's appropriate. And that's why I've always respected you. I mean, you've known always known so much. And when you wanted to know what was happening behind the scenes, I would tell you everything, knowing that you would only say what you thought would be beneficial or for what was real, but you weren't ever in it for a hot take. And to be in your position all of these years and not be a hot take person and want a, a instant gratification, I think these young journalists could learn a whole lot from that. 
Yeah, but uh, coach, we are now in the era of the hot take. Yeah, you're now, right. Mm-hmm. It's not the majority of, of, of young journalists out there, and, and the frontier is so much different. And I think it's more difficult for people who are walking into our business now because of the real time element of, say, Twitter or whatever Instagram. I'm, I'm not going to sound like Coach Belichick and start making up names for social media, <laughs> but, but but I think it's just more difficult right now. In fact, you know, to be honest, I, I've used this analogy many times. You know, Adam Schefter is king of the hill right now. He's king of the mountain. He's my partner at ESPN. Yes. They hired him consultation with me several years ago. And and I know this much. He and I, and I'm just saying this is a hypothetical. If we heard the same news at the same time, he would have it typed up and, and tweeted two minutes or three minutes before I'd even have a chance to, to, to type the first letter. That's how fast his thumbs are. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty incredible. You've been able to witness so much, whether it's the evolution of sports journalism, but also the evolution of the NFL and the entity that it has become, not only as a game, but also as a business. What have you seen or noticed is the biggest change in the National Football League now in 2022? More than anything, I believe that the business model drives every decision that is made in this league. It's maybe a little bit of an overstatement, and maybe that's the way I'm naive to think that's the way it would not become. I mean, in other words, you would hope that maybe it would be more like 80% or 75%, but look, you, at the combine, what did we hear about before the combine? Certain players, agents were going to hold out certain 150 players because they were going to have a bubble or whatever. But the reason why the league or the combine folded is because they put the combine on primetime television in terms of the on-field workouts. And, and if you've ever been inside the stadium, as, as Coach Max certainly has, when those workouts are going on, there's no energy there. It's, it's business. And that's kind of the way I, I, I like it. You know? In other words, I'm, the reason why you know, we had that dispute fold is because Television talks, who's ever paying the dollars, said, hey, no, we want to keep this in prime time. I don't think it's necessarily a good thing that the business model drives the majority of decisions. And that makes me a little bit naive, but not anymore. Well, Mort, as I say, and Amy and I don't throw this around often, you are truly an icon in this business. I I consider you a, a very good friend. I appreciate you. This has been just valuable gold for us. Our listeners are going to love this. You know how much I appreciate you, Mort. I'm going to go to the USFL games in Birmingham, and hopefully you and I can sit together again like we did when the Alliance was in Birmingham. I'm looking forward to it. I've always appreciated your friendship, Mort. Same here, Coach. And uh, Amy, it was very uh, good talking to you, too. And uh, hope you guys have a good rest of your week, and uh, go get them. Mac, such a good conversation. I was a little bit, a little bit starstruck because he's someone that I have watched and gotten information from for so long. So it was just, it was very cool to have the opportunity to have a conversation with him and get to know him a little better. What a great human being. Yeah, that's, I'm glad you said that because he is, he's always been in the top tier professionally, but as a human being and as a person, the best. Mac. I think that this series that we have created here is kind of legit. I think it's pretty good. 
I'm just happy that then you said that we created. We because, created it. Because you got applause, you know, in one of the uh, segments that we did because you said the great idea that I had, speaking of Amy Wells, and you did have the idea, but I appreciate you including me in the we. We have switched from a dictatorship to more <laughs> of a team like atmosphere. I'm just glad to be on your team. As, as time goes by, I'm starting to realize this is a team effort here. <laughs> and I feel it's important to let you ride on my coattails. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> for Chris Mortensen, Coach Mack, of course, I'm Amy Wells. Thank you for listening to the Titans Amy and Coach Mack podcast.